Hello everyone, welcome to Platonically Intimate. This is just our casual little podcast that we're doing. Uh, If the words platonic and intimate together sound kind of funny, make you feel awkward, like I don't know what's going to happen in this podcast, that's okay. We'll get to that later. Uh, Since it's our first episode, we'll do extremely brief introduction. My name's Joe. And I'm Isaac. Um, So in this podcast, we are going to be talking about words that we think are interesting um, and anything else that we think is interesting or funny. Um, We're just going to be having a good time and uh, seeing if anybody wants to listen to it. So we thought this would be a a fun project for the summer, and here we are. So I'm going to start us off with a story about a guy called Jimmy Van Heusen. Now, Jimmy Van Heusen, um, that's not his name. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy was born on January 26th in 1913. His name is Edward Chester Babcock. Okay? Pretty close to Jimmy Van Heusen. <laughs> yeah. And so so Edward Chester Babcock was growing up and he decided that he needed a new name. He needed a stage name. So when he was 16, uh, he was starting to get on the air, on the radio. And so he decided to change his name to Jimmy Van Heusen uh, after the Phillips Van Heusen Shirt Company. Uh, what? He is of no relation to them, but he liked the name. So um, his friends called him Chet. Again, not related to his actual <laughs> name. So we have, we have Edward Chet Jimmy Van Heusen. Chester Babcock oh is his, his full name. Uh, nobody called him that, though. I hope not. <laughs> so, um, now, Edward Chester Babcock, uh, he, he did a lot of things. Um, so, he was born in 1913, but during World War II, he was actually a test pilot for Lockheed. Ooh. And um, he, he did a lot of stuff for them. He was a pretty accomplished pilot. And uh, he made a friend by the name of Joe Hornsby. Now, Joe Hornsby was not going to be mentioned in this podcast. But as I was looking up some stuff, I found something interesting. Um, you might know that the other host is named Joe. <laughs> I Joe <hope> Hornsby. So. <laughs> yeah, I I, hope. You know, you know. Um, <laughs> now, Joe Hornsby's dad was a musician and pilot. Uh, not pilot, just a musician. Joe was a pilot. But his name was Dan Hornsby, which okay. doesn't seem to be important. Okay. But Dan went by his middle name. His name was actually Isaac Daniel Hornsby. What? For those of you who don't know, uh, which is a lot of you probably, yeah. Uh, my name is Isaac Daniel. And oh. so we have Isaac Daniel and his son, Joe, who's the other host of this podcast. And that just blew my mind. <laughs> anyway, so they're not really related to the story that much. But um, Joe Hornsby was a, was a good friend of, of Jimmy Van Heusen. And uh, he was in a, an aviation club called the quiet Birdmen, and they uh would just meet and talk about airplanes uh they were they were friends until uh the late 1970s when joe passed away so um but anyways uh jimmy is not really famous for being a pilot jimmy is famous for being a composer oh. um jimmy did a lot of work early on and uh helped kind of do a lot of stuff for jazz music he was a jazz composer um, his most famous partner in songwriting was a guy by the name of Sammy Kahn. Uh, the work that you're likely most familiar with that Sammy wrote is called Let It Snow. What? Yeah. And so so Sammy and Jimmy worked together, and their biggest 
person that they wrote music for was Frank Sinatra. Oh my so Jimmy and Sammy wrote a buttload of songs for Frank Sinatra during the 1950s, and a lot of the title tracks for Frank's albums were written by this duo. And so uh, Jimmy uh, had a, a lot of things that he did in his life. and um, It's kind of like a Forrest Gump type. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, Jimmy was known for not being very good looking. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's an unfortunate thing to be known for. <laughs> Yeah, and so, <laughs> um, but in a in a biography of Frank Sinatra written by James Kaplan, I'm going to read a quote here. It says, he played piano beautifully, wrote gorgeously poignant songs about romance. He had a fat wallet, he flew his own plane, he never went home alone. So even though he wow. wasn't very good looking, he was a ladies man and uh, he used his skills, uh, piano, planes, and a ton of money uh to his advantage and he did very well for himself i think he got married when he was like 56 um mostly because he he was just liked to be with a lot of people so right. uh, yeah it's not like he didn't meet anyone yeah here yeah until he's 56 <laughs> yeah he didn't settle down until he was 56 jimmy sounds like uh or chet sounds like a good example of uh Looks aren't everything. Yep. He really proved the point on he that He did. One. He did. He, yeah. And so, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Van Heusen, uh, born in 1913. In 1971, he was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Um, he wrote over 800 songs and has been featured in over 220 movies. Whoa. And um, he also did a lot of other stuff that I didn't talk about. Uh, things that are kind of cool, but not as wacky as the other things as that, that roller coaster like, just went on yeah that don't seem like they would belong to one person so um with that i believe it is time for one of my favorite segments fun facts with joe fun fact contrary to popular belief dogs can see color everyone always thinks they just see black and white they actually are diachromatic they can see shades of blue and yellow based on the types of cones in their eyes, whereas humans can see blue, green, and red. Many hmm. people know the RGB scale. That's why they use it, because that's how our eyes are built. All right. Our next segment is the, is the big one for this episode. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty of why our podcast is called Platonically Intimate, or more specifically, the words platonic and the words intimate. So, for every time we talk about a word, uh, we're going to read the definition out of a handy-dandy dictionary we have on hand. Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary, 10th edition. I don't remember what year it was it was 90, I think it was 1995. 95. So this, this it's printing, 1995. Very up to date, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a really big budget for this show, so. We bought a new dictionary just for it. Yeah, just for that. Newest edition we could find was 95, 10th edition. It's honestly my favorite edition of Merriam-Webster's Collegiate. They just don't make them like they used to. All right, so definition of platonic. Page 892, definition 2B, of, relating to, or being a relationship 
marked by the absence of romance or sex. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I, I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so this word we learned recently actually comes from, from Plato, like the guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Plato, he, he was a philosopher. And uh, the, the idea of, like his ideas are just called like platonicism, which aren't really related to this word, which is... No, they're not. Odd. We don't really know why it came from Plato. Uh, email us. Email us at... We don't have any. We don't have one either. But if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know us in person. So <laughs> I trust that you can get a hold yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah. Text me. You have my phone <laughs> We know. I'm not have. putting it out there. You have my phone. You have it. You know you do. Um, yeah. And uh, so, so people use platonic... Not very often. It's not a very common word that I hear. Um, but, but people usually know what it means, I think. I think so as well. So it's... Not really, not really that weird of a word, but I think, um, I think in the pairing that we have it, it just sounds funny. So yeah. Also, when you think of platonic, people usually think like uh, of a romantic situation, and they're like, "Oh, it's romantic," but maybe like something isn't going right. So like, you know, like they think of like the friend zone. Yeah. Type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is something commonly. Whereas the literal definition like the way it was intended to be used and the way we're using it in the title of our podcast is the total absence of yep. romance yep so that, yep. you sh- just shouldn't be thinking about it you should literally not be thinking about it mm-hmm. um and once again like isaac said uh pairing it with the word intimate also makes you go kind of like what <laughs> what what <laughs> what <laughs> Mm, I don't like the sound of that. So, did you have anything no, else to add? No, I want to learn more about intimacy. All right, me too. <laughs> me too, that's what we're here for. All right, page 613, definition 3A of intimate, marked by a warm friendship developing through long association. And I think that describes pretty well Isaac and I's relationship. And that's how we came up with the pairing of platonically and intimate together. Also, once again, when people hear the word intimate, they think romance. Yep. Once again. Yep. They think some steamy thoughts (laughs) that should likely not be discussed on this podcast. (laughs) I hope not. I don't want to talk about that. And there are... Talk about taboos, baby. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um... (laughs) A lot of people there, this one, we had a little bit more of a discussion on deciding which definition to use than platonic. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Cause a couple of the other definitions are like just being physically close, like yeah. has nothing to do with your mental or spiritual mm-hmm. state. Well, yeah. Even then those, those definitions weren't really about like sexual things. Like they were yeah. just like literally being next to the person. Yeah. And so to, yeah, to be intimate is, is just like to, to be close to them, whether that's like physically or mentally or emotionally. And just like, do you know a lot about them? Joe and I have, I mean, I've known you for a long time. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Intimate is kind of related to in Spanish. There's the concept how there's two words that mean to know someone. Yeah. Saber and 
Conocer. Mm, I didn't know that. But yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing them correctly. It's okay. been a few months since I learned those words. Okay. But, um, that also, one obviously means like, I know of someone. Like, I know our postman's name is Steve. Yep. But I've like never talked to him. Whereas, obviously, I also know Isaac. But on an in- more intimate level. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we, we thought that those would be... Good words to title our podcast, one, because uh, it's a funny pairing of words, um, but probably more importantly, um, it seemed it seemed like those two words would kind of help us guide the podcast, because we, we want to talk about things that people think about in ways that aren't true to the way it actually means. Right. And so, both both of those words kind of have connotations that don't match the actual definition, and uh, we want to talk about that, and if we think connotations are are good specific connotations are good yeah. in general connotations help a lot when you are oh, communicating yeah <laughs> but um yeah so that's uh that's platonically intimate for you and with that i think we're gonna jump into i think my favorite segment I'm of the pod <laughs> of this podcast at least of this episode oh, okay now is the time in the podcast for fun facts with isaac in your body there are about a hundred thousand miles of blood vessels and so if that's kind of like complicated to understand if you took all of the blood vessels in your body and laid them end to end you would die (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That has been Fun Facts with Isaac. All right. For this next segment, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, my favorite and most people's favorite dwarf planet in our solar system. Probably because it's the only dwarf planet you know about. It's your boy Pluto. I don't think Pluto's a dwarf. Pluto it's a planet. I'm glad you said that, Isaac. <laughs> because most people either think that still or are you know a little upset that it got declassified as a plan i'm upset i'm well aware of what they yeah pretty sure it got declassified uh d yeah declassified like different meaning of that word but yeah. declassified as a planet in like 2003 or something like that it was actually so like i said a lot of people are upset i don't personally subscribe to that emotion when i think of pluto not being a planet both because i don't have an emotional attachment to pluto i don't know about you i'm I'm not very emotionally invested in it and second of all people like you and i and in our generation shouldn't think of pluto as a planet yeah we shouldn't have been taught it it was actually uh classified reclassified as a dwarf planet in 2006 Oh, okay. Okay. So a little later than, but I mean, once again, it was when we were young enough that when we were learning like the planets and stuff and like later in life, yeah, a big portion of our life, Pluto has been not a planet. Yeah. Most, that's 2006. Okay. Yeah. For less than one third of my life. Yeah. It has been, um, there. And for those of you who are mad, I have a few facts and also the reason why it got declassified. Something to think about is that there are actually seven things bigger than Pluto that are closer to the sun than Pluto in our solar system. <laughs> okay. It is eighth. It is eighth in size. Uh, it is also between 30 to 50 times farther away from the sun 
than Earth is. Okay, so yeah. That's, that's less of a factor, but the real factor it was declassified is that there were three criteria. Okay. Did not write down all three. One of them, <laughs> I'll see if I can remember off the top of my head. One of them is, oh, it has to be spherical. Okay. It has to orbit the sun, essentially. I'm summarizing all these things, obviously. Yep. Uh, and the third thing, which it didn't qualify for, is it kind of has to have its own neighborhood. Um, it oh. means like it can't be like an asteroid in an asteroid belt. Yeah, because there's so much stuff around there. Mm -hmm. Pluto okay. is actually essentially like embedded in a second asteroid belt that people don't know about as well. Okay. There's one obviously between Mars and Jupiter. Yep. People know that one pretty well. And then there's what's called the Kuiper belt, okay. which is what Pluto is in. And it's mostly... Wait, is there a name for the asteroid belt that we know about? Because I always I called it the asteroid belt. You know, I don't remember. Oh, Most, okay. Like, people in the scientific community also just call it the asteroid belt. Okay. Uh, the main belt. <laughs> okay, okay. There might be another word for it, because a lot of things in space have, like, four different names. Yeah. Um, the Kuiper belt's, like, mostly stuff like Pluto. It's big chunks of rock, asteroids, comets. There's giant chunks of ice. They can be anywhere from like the size of uh, a school bus to the size of Pluto. There are actually like half a dozen things that are also the size of Pluto that are roughly in the same neighborhood okay. as Pluto, like roughly the same orbit. Um, and I just had a couple other fun facts about them, which is that the area of Pluto is roughly the size of like two... United States in okay. terms of like, like total surf surface area surface area wow so you, I'm talking United about States, the 48 yeah I figured so the the United States is kind of wide so if you if you like wrapped the United States like tennis ball oh tennis ball you know yeah 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 actually that, that would, would work okay okay that's a pretty good way of thinking about it so yeah that's small that is pretty small <laughs> okay. it is five times smaller in diameter than the earth okay um and the last thing that I thought was pretty cool was that it was discovered way back in 1930. So it has been a planet for a long time. Like oh, okay. It, yeah. is, it is still like in its lifetime. Almost 80 years. Yeah. Um, they discovered it because they were the project that discovered it. This doesn't happen super often okay. in astronomy. But they were actually trying to find a ninth planet in the solar system. Confirmation bias. Pluto is confirmation uh, yeah, bias. Yeah, that, you know, that is probably a pretty good confirmation <laughs> bias. They're like, we found something big and it's past Neptune. Uh huh. New planet. Who this? Wow. And wow. that, and it's been that way for, like you said, like 80 years. And then recently they're like, there's a lot of other stuff out there. Not to mention that Pluto's kind of small and basically just another thing in the belt. Hmm. So if you uh, if you disagree with me on uh, Pluto not being a planet, email us at our non-existent email. Once again, you have my or Isaac's number. Platonically, platonically intimate at gmail dot com. Uh, hopefully that email is already taken. Uh, some rando guy is just about to get getting emails. Platonically intimate at yahooanswers dot com. <sighs> rip, rip, rip Yahoo Answers. Dang, dang. So I. I like to say that Pluto's a planet mostly because I just think it's funny. Be like, yeah. I, I also don't have an emotional attachment to Pluto, yeah. but I just, I just like to be like, Pluto's, Pluto's a, planet. a planet. Dude, Pluto's totally a planet. Dude, I was alive. Pluto was a planet. Yeah. So it, 
It's a planet to me. I think it's a planet. To me personally, it's a planet, bro. Yeah. It's my truth. Anyways, this podcast is not about politics or your religion or anything like that. Yeah, so, so we're not we going to mention never, that ever again. We will like never get into any of that. If, in case you were curious, we're not going to talk about any of that stuff. Anyways, um, so we, we, we just had a good time for like 20 minutes. I hope you enjoyed that as well. And uh, catch you in episode two. See ya.